What's the crack, lads? This is an emergency episode of the Rebel Matters podcast. I just spent the last 45 minutes or so talking to Carol Bridgman, who is right at this very moment in time occupying the Patrick Street Debenhams store with seven other Debenhams workers on the 153rd day of their strike action against Debenhams and KPMG. Debenhams closed very suddenly, 153 days ago, and the workers are now looking for a fair and just redundancy package, and their demands have not been met. So they've been on strike in the different stores around the country, in the 26 counties, and yesterday they brought that strike to the next level when they occupied a building in Dublin where the workers were arrested, and that occupation was finished pretty fast, but the workers in Cork are still in there right now. So during the chat with Carol... We talked about the lead up to the strike, the strike itself, and then the occupation, the conditions that they're living under at the minute while they're in there, and what they're looking for from KPMG. And we also discussed the support or lack of support that they've got from different quarters since the strike started. And I want to get this episode out straight away because the sit-in is going to continue until tomorrow Thursday the 10th of September and there's going to be a rally in support of the workers at around one o'clock in the Patrick Street uh, outside the Patrick Street store in Cork City so have a listen to this lads because this is something that we all need to get behind the Devonhams workers deserve our support and our encouragement and they're not only taking this action for a just redundancy package for themselves but they are taking a stand for workers all over the country and they're making massive sacrifices in their own lives to take this action as you'll hear from carol so have a listen to it and get behind the workers in whatever way you can whether it's sharing stuff on social media keeping up the speed with what's happening with their strike talking to your friends about it and getting down to one of the rallies if you're able to do that to show your support in person a massive Garmila Mai get the Carl for taking the time to record this as well. So here we go, episode 80 of the Rebel Matters podcast. I am in a canteen in Debenhams in Patrick Street store and we are doing an occupation in there at the moment. And so, yeah. How, how did you just get in? <laughs> um, a bit inventive. We actually went in on Tuesday morning and we went in at the early hours of the morning. So there was, another, there was actually a ladder inside and we got up that onto the roof and there was a window open then into the canteen that we actually climbed through. So there was eight of us that got in that way. And is there eight of you still in there now? There is still currently eight of us in there. There's two guys and there's four, four women. 
We have various stores represented. So I myself represent Mountain Point in Cork. We have two members from Tralee, um, Debenhams Tralee, that travelled up to support us with our ventures. And we have um, three from Patrick Street Store. So um, then we have one then supporter that has come in to help support us and do a lot of different things for us. And the other, there's there's another occupation in Dublin at the minute as well? No, that occupation, that occupation was in tandem with ourselves yesterday morning. Now they, they, they were, they were successful in gaining entry into the store. But unfortunately, when the Gardaí came along, they, um, like that, they actually arrested the staff, they, they arrested the staff members and all involved in the occupation up there. So they arrested them and escorted them out from the building. They brought them to the local, local Garda station. And um, they did release them not long afterwards. Now, whether that's pending, um, what is it? Pending investigation, I'm not sure. Yeah, have you had any kind of contact with the guards down here? We did. We were. I, I must say now. I mean, we got new. We were in the store here for two and a half hours before anyone showed up. So we did, when we got in, we went into the canteen. We did not leave the canteen because, I mean, we came in here as a peaceful protest to make a point not to do any criminal damage or not to be, you know, our our, our, our situation was to go in to make a point. So we stayed in the canteen. Now, we did get, we did get news that there was the arrest made up in Henry Street store before the Gardaí even arrived in the Patrick Street. Now, bearing in mind, we were in here for about quarter past half past six, and it was near on nine o'clock before the Gardaí and the security came in and um, started having talks with us. So the Gardaí did, did come in. They did speak to Valerie, um, our, she would be the representative from Patrick Street Store. So they were very good. I must say now they were brilliant. They came along, they took everybody's na- name and phone number, contact number. And um, then they went out, they had discussions with the security personnel that's in the, in the store. And then they came back in and it was the superintendent came into us. He did ask us a lot of questions now about our welfare, our well-being and making sure that we ha- we had um, food and that we we know um, health issues or anything like that while we were in the, this, the building. We, Valerie had outlined that we were here, that we were doing, we were stayed in this occupation until Thursday and they were quite happy and they were quite agreeable for us to do that um, on the basis that everything that they asked us was adhered to. So yeah, they were quite happy. So they, they were happy enough for us to stay in the building and they left then and we stayed behind. And a scene on the Facebook page that just posted a video with her, I think it was yesterday, um, about getting the food in. Was there difficulty in getting food in initially to you? Yes, it was. It took seven and a half hours, literally yesterday, to get food in. No, I mean as you can as you can imagine, I mean tempers were a bit frayed between security and stuff like that in KPMG yesterday because this is the last thing that they want and they need, especially with pending business or whatever whatever is that they have going on with them. 
Um, but I mean, at the same at the same time, I mean, a little bit of respect and you know, a bit of courtesy. We've been, we I, I must say now, we have been so respectful. We have been so understanding and trying to just, you know, we're here to make a point. We're not here for arguments. We're not here to cause trouble or cause distress to anybody. Unfortunately, tempers were a bit frayed yesterday. We did uh, we did request some supplies yesterday at 12 o'clock, the likes of milk and stuff like that. And then some um, people were sending in sandwiches and we asked, would that be facilitated? But security had to contact KPMG. KPMG didn't get back until we further pushed it even through the media platform last night. So it was about maybe 7.30 last night by the time there was... The media campaign stepped up and everything, and then they allowed us to get food into the store, hot food for the workers. And did you think that it was like very much down to the, the kind of public getting behind you and putting pressure on them that they actually let, let the food in the end? N- I have no doubt that so it was only because of that, because other than that, it would not have gotten in here. They did not want to go out of their way in here anything now saying that i mean they're in here to do a job security wise and stuff like that we're not looking for babysitters but unfortunately we're not in a position that we can go down and open the door and bring this stuff up otherwise we we would do it but because we are confined now to the canteen every access area out of the canteen has been closed off and has been restricted to us so there's blockades going on in every exit. So we're, we are restricted to the canteen. We have access to the toilet and then we have a security personnel in the canteen overseeing what we're doing and watching us. So we don't have the luxury of going down to the door and taking in food ourselves. Yeah, what's the what's the environment in there? Like the atmosphere amongst amongst the workers that are inside? And like that, it is it is very very good. Like that, I mean, our intention was to come in here and have an have a dignified occupation. We did not want to be any trouble. We didn't want any hassle. It is peaceful in in so far as we can get it, and um, like that, there's nobody here for arguments or anything. So we just do not. We're in here. We're in here for a duration of time. That's what we want to do. We are self-sustaining as much as what we possibly can. We keep ourselves busy, active, and you know, we just we just want to get on. Yeah, is the intention that you did you mention there that you are intending to stay in there until Thursday? Yes, we will be here until Thursday, until tomorrow at um, I think it's about lunchtime. Yep, you've had a bit of support outside the shop as well around one o'clock today and yesterday as well, haven't you? From members of the public who've been yes, coming down. Yes, we've had. I know. I know there was rallies at um, yesterday at one o'clock and again at six o'clock yesterday evening, and then again at one o'clock today. I know it was live streaming on social media, um, and the support that we've been getting from friends, family, work colleagues, from everyone has been absolutely amazing. I mean, they've been coming down to the the back windows to us just to wave up and everything and it's just inspirational that there's so much support out there for us and carl what's the what's the background to this occupation for people who might not be familiar with with the strike that's been ongoing okay a bit of background to the company um well personally i've worked for the company for the past 15 years when debenhams first came to cork which was 15 years ago it was new it was exciting i had all the the brand, the, the brands and, you know, the names and all the rest. And it was exciting to start to work for them. Uh, after a couple of years, again, we started when it was the Tiger, when it was the Celtic Tiger and times were good, money was good. It, I mean, we got, there was a lot of money to be made down the Mountain Point. 
So then Debenhams actually bought into the X Roaches stores. So they bought over nine of the nine of the stores um, with X Roaches stores and opened them and traded them as Debenhams, which was fantastic. And I mean, that brought them from two stores up to 11 stores almost overnight. Um, after that, obviously, with the Celtic Tiger, the bubble burst, recession started kicking in. Then we started going to the table and it was a ritual. Then year after year, we were up for national negotiations. We were taking pay cuts. We were taking hour cuts. We were um, getting redundancy packages. And I mean, like that, as what happened to any other company, we'd done what we possibly could to maintain um maintain jobs and maintain and ensure stores stayed open that was our main focus on a national level so we did take the hits we did take the falls and then i mean last year i was part of the national negotiation team and i mean like that again again the company was coming up we do need to do negotiations we do need cuts this that and the other thing but we managed to get a one percent pay cut in the start of january and an extra one day's holidays so even though it wasn't big monetary value, it was a little bit of something and it was a bit of a boost for staff. So that was all exciting at the um, at the back end of last year, at the start of this year. But then before Christmas, the company started, it, start, it, it was just gradually taking away departments within the store. So say like our big main brands, Ted Baker, John Rosha, they all started leaving the stores after Christmas. Our toy department, which is has massive sales um, and make massive profits for the company, they went they went to half price after Christmas, which meant that we were getting rid of them. So you know there was a bit of there was a there was a bit of a shuffle around, and things weren't sitting well, and there was an awful lot of movement unnecessarily, especially with big profit making departments. So then when COVID, just before COVID started, the English, the English um, leg of the company went into um, administration. So the administration, with the administration, then there were, there was press releases from the CEO saying that, yeah, the UK arm has gone into administration. That will have no direct implications for the Debenhams Ireland stores or, or otherwise. So... Two days later, we received a generic email stating that the company is gone. The company no longer has the assets and no longer has the has the um, support from the Debenhams UK. So therefore, the company will be going into liquidation. Jobs are gone. Good luck. Goodbye. Um, go on to gov.ie and revenue.ie for support. And that was a very so sudden kind of you just kind of found out about that kind of overnight pretty much. That was on a, that was on a Thursday morning, two days after receiving a, receiving an email from the CEO of the company guaranteeing that we weren't in it, we weren't going to be affected. But yet two days later, our jobs were gone. And then, so how many days have it been um, taking this action now? We have we are now in one hundred and fifty three days. And. So yeah. if I'm right to say, it's like the the case that the workers are making is that you, you deserve a fair redundancy package. And well, back in yeah, back in yeah. 2016, the company went the the Irish um, arm of the company went into administration. During that administration, redundant there was a redundancy, a collective redundancy package made at that time, 
And I mean, like that, the offer was put on the table. It was a vol- it was voluntary redundancies, and they got the they got the numbers, which which ultimately meant there was cost saving in the company with these redundancies and with these high paying jobs and stuff like that. So that the collective redundancy package at that time was two plus two. Now the one prior to that was two plus three. And in our workers' handbook, it's actually two, um, was it two plus four. So when we first started 15 years ago, we would have gotten two plus four. Then that was lowered to two plus three. And then in 2016, it was lowered again to two plus two. So. Yeah, sorry, so question. Is two, two, does that, that means two weeks, that means four weeks redundancy pay for every year of service? Is that? It? Yes. Yeah. So that's two weeks statutory and then two weeks from the company. So the statutory comes from the government and the two weeks then comes from the company. So that's why it's two plus two. Yeah. And so what has uh, been, what was the response that KPMG gave you when you, when you looked for that? That there's no money in the pot, that they can't sanction it. I mean, that's why they put the offer on the table is the, the one million euro. And that is a massive shortfall as to what staff are actually looking for and entitled to. Um, you see, with the, with the liquidation, there is unfortunately there is a there is a process to that. I mean, when when the liquidation goes through and all the assets are um, sold off and all the money is after being recouped from the assets and put into bank accounts and all the creditors then are paid off, we are at the back end of the creditor list. So you have KPMG that will get paid first, then you have revenue, then you have other creditors under that, and then we're down towards the bottom. So everyone else will get paid, and then what's left towards the bottom, that's when staff will get paid. And just to go back on a point that you made there about when Devonhams came in 15 years ago to Cork, there's, I was speaking to a couple of the women who were on the picket line who have given 25 or 30 years of service to those stores yes. like before they even became yes. which, uh, Devonhams when they, when they were Roaches uh, yeah. stores. And um, so what kind, of, what kind of reaction have you got from the government? Have they been supporting you or have they got behind you at all? Um, a little bit of a mixed bag, really, from the government. And I mean, it's very, very disappointing for us workers to be listening to it. Um, we, 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 there was a lot, there was quite a lot of us. We did go up to Dublin. We did meet with um, TDs. We did meet with ministers, senators. We'd, we, we met with a lot of politicians. Some of them came down to our, onto our picket lines. They got photo opportunities with us and everything, which is all well and good. And it's great, you know, I mean. These are high profile people within the country. They're coming down to the picket line. And, you know, I mean, maybe we are a bit naive and everything like that. And we would think, you know, they're coming down. They're going to help us. Yes, we're optimistic. This is great. They're coming down. But ultimately, I mean, after 153 days, there's nothing done. And the package and proposal that came out last week is uh, was an absolute disgrace to the pay. And I mean, a complete insult to the staff that would have, would have I mean that it would be involved in voting in that it was a complete insult to all of us and you see the way that they're saying that the money isn't there like the, the thing the kind of message that I'm kind of picking up from reading about it online and from um, keeping track of the the Facebook page and stuff that you have is that there's more than enough money there in the stock that's in the stores to um, 
Yeah. yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. There is 11 stores, right? There's four in, du- there's four in Dublin, there's two in Cork, Tralee, Waterford, Limerick and Galway, right? So therefore, between the 11 stores, there's roughly about 25 million euros worth of stock between those 11 stores. So like, now, you're looking at it like they're kind of like looking to keep all that profit for themselves and not, not look after the workers. Is that what's happening? Is it? Well, I mean, they're looking to say the pro- the, the proceeds from that they've done. They've they've um, they've worked down the the money. They play down the amount of money that's involved. So they're only they're given a, a lower figure. And they're only saying that it's only worth about 10 or 11 million. I mean, we are workers in that store. We know for a fact that the stock in each of them stores is worth over a million euro. Between what's out on the shop floor and in our stock rooms, we know and we realize the value of that stock is a hell of a lot more than one million in each store. Hmm. The, the, I mean, the ultimate value. I think the value of stock inside in Patrick Street that they that uh, after stock take, which only happened there and um, during the liquidation process, so that has still not been touched, has been in roughly about four point five million. So that's in one store alone. Wow. Right, and Patrick Street is quite a big store. So I mean, even downsize that to say our own store down the Mountain Point, I would imagine that the, the stock value in Mountain Point would roughly be between about maybe. Three, three and a half million. And have you got any support from other politicians outside of the ones that are in government? Um, I mean, like that locally, we do get a lot of politicians that come down onto the protests and stuff like that. We have had a lot of support, I must say, huge support and huge call out to the Solidarity Party and people before profit. I mean, the Solidarity Party for us here in Cork has been phenomenal. We wouldn't be where we are today without them. The support, they, I mean, the support, um, the work that they do for us, they, the advice that they give us and everything has been exceptional. The support on the picket lines, the support with even getting ticketing and that banners done, small basic things, but also big mighty things as well. They've supported us throughout. And, and like, see at this stage of the protest, like, is there 153 days in? Like, what, what is it that you... Like, what is it that you just want in terms of support from the government? And what is it just want from KPMGs to be able to bring this kind of like uh, action to to like a, a mutually kind of beneficial end? Yeah. Um, I mean, ultimately, KPMG can do nothing without the government's authorization and the government instruction. So the government really needs to take its head out of its arse now at this stage and sit up, see what we're actually going through in here. I mean, we're not going through this very lightly. I mean, this week alone, while I'm in here, my daughter, my four-year-old daughter started school this morning and I was not there for her, her very first day at school. I mean, these are sacrifices we're we're prepared to make and we have made in order to get what we feel is right and just. So the government really needs to take its finger out get into negotiations, get a deal on the table, make sure there's money in the pot. I mean, we're sick of listening. There's no money there. There's no money there. Leo Radford coming out today. There is no money there. We know Debenhams is gone. We're not stupid. We're not naive. Debenhams is gone. But there is money there. There is assets there. It's in each of the stores. That's why 153 days we've had blockades and pickets on the gates to block them assets being being stripped out of the stores before we get a chance to negotiate any deals. That's where our assets are going to come from. 
and it's up to the government to give instruction to KPMG to release these assets to the staff and make sure that we get a redundancy, a fair and just redundancy package. You kind of touched on something that I was going to ask you about anyway, is um, like what has it been like in terms of the impact that this strike has had on, say, your life and the, the lives of the other people who have been going down to the picket line every day for the last 153 days? It must be very stressful. In a nutshell, yes. I, 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 mu- I must say, I don't think I would have been able to be one person that would sit back and just watch someone else do it. That's not in my nature, unfortunately. I am so glad to be part of it. I am so proud of what we have achieved. Don't get me wrong, it has been so, so hard. It has been soul-destroying at the best of times. It has been huge impact on the family life. I mean, like I said, I'm in here when my four-year-old daughter started school this morning. Her first photograph of her in her school uniform was sent on to me. I wasn't there to witness it, see her, kiss her goodbye. Those things were gone, but they were, I mean, I came in here knowing that and it was a sacrifice that I knew I had to take. This is something I I don't think I could have, you know, the opportunity that was there for me to do it outweighed everything else and it was it, it's more than just about me it's more than just about my daughter it's about all the lives that are throughout the 11 stores of Devon's there's over a thousand staff members affected and each and every one of us need to stand up and you know we do make the sacrifices we do take the blows but but thankfully I mean the support that has come in even the last number of days has been absolutely tremendous and it's been inspirational for us to realize that we have that kind of, we have the support from the public, from, I mean, celebrities, from everyone has been fantastic. And I suppose in, in, a, in a similar way that when the Vita Cortex workers had the, the sit-in, and that, I think that must have been about 10 or 11 years ago, because it was just after I had moved to Cork originally. But um, yes. it's not just about Debenhams, it's about workers' rights in general as well going forward yes. from here, isn't it, like? Yeah, I mean, we we never we never knew at the start of this process about the Duffy Cahill report. Nobody had one idea. Nobody kind of kept tabs on Clearies when back in twenty sixteen that they closed down and they had all the trouble and the strikes. And I mean, for us down in Cork, that was happening up in Dublin. Yes, we were aware of it. We were on top of it a little bit, but not too much because it had no direct impact on us. What we didn't realise until the start of this process was the Duffy Cahill report was born out of the 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 Cleary's action. But that report was sitting in government buildings gathering dust. And if that that, um, report had been enacted into law, we would have been in a far safer position now than than, than we should have been. I mean, if the government, the government paid hundreds and thousands to get this report drafted up and then for it to sit gathering dust is just, it's mind boggling. It's absolutely mind blowing. And we wouldn't be in this situation if that had been enacted into law. Yeah. So is that kind of something that you're looking at getting kind of sorted as part of this action that you're taking now? Oh, yes, without a doubt. I mean, as soon as we realized that this report was there, I mean, we felt that this had to be realized, not just for us, but for every worker going forward. I mean, I bring my kids down onto the picket line. 
I do not want to see my kids on the picket line when they're in employment. I want to make sure that they have better working rights than what we do now currently. Yeah. And, you know, what, what do you want people to do? Like the people that are listening to this and just the members of the public, like what can people do and what do you want them to do to, to get behind you? I like that. Come out and support us. Support us on the picket lines, um, be it down in Mahon Point, be it in Patrick Street, Limerick, Galway, wherever people are. Support us on the picket lines. Please, we are finding it very, very difficult to maintain because like that we do. I mean, it's just an unfortunate time of the year. The kids going back to school, college courses and people finding employment. And I mean, obviously, life does go on. But we do have to maintain pickets on the gates to protect the assets. But we also we we are also hoping that people would talk to their politicians, their local TDs. Get them to get this Duffy Cattle report on the agenda to make sure it's implemented. And also say to them, I mean, what's happening with the Devil's workers is not fair. It's not right. It's not just. It could be us tomorrow. So it's just even getting out on social media and just asking the question, what are you doing for the Devil's workers today? And you have that the page, the Devil's page, which is called Stand with the Devil's workers on Facebook that people yes. can go and check out. Yeah, we can certainly people can certainly go into that and I mean leave comments and I mean like like the page, yeah. leave a comment there and it'd be brilliant. I mean the yeah. support, like I said, has been in, in, unbelievable. It's even good just for people to go there and to be able to keep up with what's happening because that seems to be where the the kind of latest developments are getting posted there. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what I've been using to to, to keep up with speed with stuff. And here, here, Carl, you know, like. Are you just going to keep this going until you get get wages or 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 owed and what you deserve? Yes, I mean after 153 days, it would absolutely be soul destroying not to be able to continue on with it. I Vita Cortex reached 161 days before they got a settlement. I mean we're 153 days, so we're what we're eight days shy of where they were. But if it takes until Christmas, we are prepared to do that. We are prepared to do whatever it takes. I think like looking from the outside, like you look unbreakable. And I know that a lot of people are looking at this with a, a lot of admiration and the stand that you're after taking and the fact that you're after taking up with, like we're talking about a massive company here, like and just, just yeah. people who are workers who've given many years of service standing up against them to get what like to get what just a road like yeah it's yeah. nothing more than what we've earned i mean after 15 years i mean the, the commitment the dedication and i mean like that people people done whatever they could for the company they made sure they sold the services they sold the stock they worked double hard when there was a reduction in staff numbers when there was a reduction in hours we worked to the bone we literally did work to the bone and every staff member would have been done would have been doing that terms and conditions were turned on their head whatever whatever you needed to work you you done it you worked around everything you done whatever the company needed to keep the company afloat and keep jobs and then to be treated like that is just absolutely soul destroying it's not a reflection on us it's a reflection on the company and that's what makes it harder to bear and I mean, using the COVID then as well as a smokescreen. I mean, we are of the opinion that they were gearing up to do this when Brexit happened. 
and COVID literally landed in their lap and they ran with it. One of the guards outside the Patrick Street store was telling me that the, that the, that they asked the workers to kind of barricade up the doors and everything like that because they were saying that oh, there could be looting because of COVID, looting. but it was actually because they were building a barrier to keep yourselves out whenever they were after kicking us out. Yeah. I mean, they got in, in the stores, around the 11 stores, they got staff members to pack up all valuable stocks or so say high value items like Levi's, cosmetics and stuff like that. They're all, they're all packed up and toted up in the stock rooms and in the loading bays. They got them to barricade the doors up with cages and stuff like that. The loading bays were jammed up with cages and pallets and totes and everything like that. And again, it was under the guise that it would be for looting. But I mean, like that, it wasn't until people, and I mean, we were gullible. We accepted that. We had no reason not to accept that. And then a couple of days later, when the jobs were gone, and then information started trickling in. And when we were when we were rooting for different stuff, information was coming to light, and we we're like, okay, this was all premeditated. Yep. We literally were used and abused by the company, and it was a very bitter pill to take. Very, very bitter. We are very, very hopeful and optimistic that after our endeavours the last couple of days, and I mean, it hasn't been easy. It has been very, very difficult. Um, I mean, I'm a smoker. <laughs> and I have had nowhere to smoke since yesterday morning when they named the windows <laughs> shut. So it has, been, it has been very, very difficult. We got, we got 90 minutes sleep, I think, during the night. So since we came in here yesterday morning, most of us have gotten maybe an hour, an hour and a half hours um, sleep. That's it. That's what we're that's what we're going on. And I don't think tonight is going to be much better, to be honest. Um, but look, I mean, they're the measures we're willing to take. If you know, if it prevents any staff member from enduring and having to go through the same as what we have gone through, it's going to be worthwhile. <laughs> Did you say there that they nailed up the windows? Yes, yes, they nailed all the windows shut in the canteen yesterday. What was the reason for that? Um, well, we did get gain access through one of the windows yesterday, but we were smoking out the window. Yeah. Um, like I said, we were confined to the canteen, so we did smoke. We were sitting on the windowsill smoking outside, yeah. and then they barricaded up all the windows. They nailed them all shut. And like, so just as you mentioned, the sleep. Where, where have you? Where were you trying to sleep last night? Um, on the floor in the canteen. Oh, that's mental, isn't it? Like I said, I mean, I wouldn't want anyone else to go through this. It's not nice. It is bloody hard. It really is hard. I knew it was going to be hard. I didn't expect to be as hard as what it actually is. Yeah. I mean, even the physical restraints. I mean, we came in here to do an occupation. It is now turned out like we're in house arrest. Because we, we are confined. I mean, it's not a walk in the park. We are confined to one room. We have the windows nailed shut. So we have to open doors to get our air circulating because it gets too hot. We can go into the toilet and then the toilets are being checked after us. I mean, we are being babysat. We have security staffing with us all the time. Yeah. Like and I yeah. mean, 
we literally cannot move an inch. We are we came in to do an occupation and it is no like we are in house arrest. Yeah, so like if that's not enough for people to get behind you, uh, I don't know what is like. So when if, are you? Is there going to be a demonstration tomorrow on Thursday? Whenever you come out. Um, we are coming. We are coming out tomorrow around lunchtime, and as far as I'm aware, there's going to be a rally at one o'clock as well. So we should be out around that time. And I mean, like that, we are hoping that as many people can come in and support us as as is possible. And again, an opportunity for us to thank everyone for the support and all the all the well wishes that we've received while we are in there. And yep. the support has been absolutely amazing. Yep. Unreal world. I'll be down there anyway. <laughs> See us coming out. Um, well, just... make sure, do do please make sure to come up so I can thank you. I can thank you in person for the interview. Carl, thanks a million. Okay, and that thanks so much. Thanks very much for all your time. And I'll speak to you soon. Okay, take care. Bye. Stand, stand. Bye. Bye. Bye.